The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is this is James Loving. I'm hosting Loving That Sports Talk. Oh, man, I just love this day. It's going to be a great day. I'm excited to be here. I'm all fun, you know. Um, before I get started, tell who my guest is today. I want to get a congratulation out to Damien. You know, when I get these emails, you know, every week, I love to hear about how kids are doing great. Um, Damien got a 4.0. He got all A's again, you know, and he's been invited to play in Cooperstown. You know, um, listeners out there, if you have a story about kids that are doing great, because that's what the world is, you know, we got to support these kids and all they're doing. So i just like to say hats off to you, Damien, and keep up the good works. You know, not only in school, but on the field, you know. That shows a great thing for all the younger kids and for your classmate, Damien. So, you know, hats out to you, Damien, and, you know, your auntie that's always got your back, Damien, and she really cares about you and your mom, you know, and that. And I'd definitely like to give another thanks out there to Julie, Julie from Chicago, Julie Johnson. All the hard work she's doing on this charity work that she's getting going for me in Chicago, and, you know, just great to have her there, so. You know, I got my guest in the studio, Jim Holland. How you doing today, Jim? I'm doing, I'm doing fantastic. That's good, Jim. And we got a guest on the line. John, are you there? Yes, I am, James. How are you? John, how you, where you been, John? You just forgot all about me. You ain't been calling in. What's oh, up? I didn't, I didn't forget about you. I just got busy. Ain't nothing wrong with being busy, you know. Uh, we miss you, you know. Jim asked me, like, have John been calling in? I said, no, Jim, he haven't been calling. What's going yeah. on in the world out there, John? I've had all these lunch invitations. I had to go to them. <laughs> you still a so, fan, aren't you now? Yeah, I'm really worried about the NFL, though. Man, you got any take on it? You know, I was just telling Jim, you know, uh, I said, um, you know, I really don't talk about much uh, because, because you know, it's, it's so, like, so petty. You know, they fighting over all this money, you know, it's like, the season's going to go on, you know. Everybody keep, you know, getting all worried, the fans, you know, but it's too much money out there for them not to let the season go on. This is just a little mind game to play with the fans and play with each other, but it, it, it'll be a season, trust me. Well, thank you. That makes me feel better. I, I hope so. You know, and like you say, you know, everybody worries there's going to be a season. Football's the number one sport that everybody watch, you know, and – and and everybody love it, and they know people love it, and the owners know they're going to lose money, and the players know they need the money, and they're going to lose money. So, you know, it's a game, you know, we mess with the, the the fans and, you know, everybody out there in the world, everybody trying to watch it, the lockout. And, but um, there'll be football. Okay. I'm counting on it. <laughs> <laughs> Anything out there you want to ask us, John? 
Oh, I'm uh, I'm excited about the Cardinals getting one of those two good quarterbacks. Uh, what do you think? Who they got? Well, at the draft, they might get Cam Newton or uh, the other guy. What's his name? Oh, uh, I don't think they get Cam. I don't think they're gonna get him. Well, you don't, huh? You think they're gonna get him, Jim? No, definitely not. Somebody else take you before then, huh? Yeah, I don't see them getting him. I'm thinking they might get uh, the gentleman uh, for the Eagles. Oh, Kevin Cole. Kevin Cole. They might get him. Uh, they won't get Donovan. I mean, not, I'm, I'm thinking Donovan, but I kind of think you know uh, Minnesota get Donovan. You know, somewhere around that, or Kevin Cole might go to Minnesota. You know, but Cardinals going to get a veteran. They're not going to go out there and get another rookie and pay all that money. You know, and do another Matt Liner. So. They're looking for a veteran right now. Yeah, you're probably right about that. But well, we're glad to still that you're still a Cardinal fan. You ain't gave up on them. Nope. Cardinals and Bears. I live with both of them. <laughs> what do you think your Bears going to do? Oh, I, they're going to roll. I'm I'm pleased with them. I, they're doing okay. They're doing okay, huh? Yeah, yeah. They got a little quarterback problem. Well, yeah, but they've always had those. <laughs> Hey, we got um, Jimmy here to talk about golf. You know anything about golf, John? No, I quit. You Ten quit? Years ago. Oh, come on. You can come still on. watch. You don't. You can watch if you well, quit. Yeah, yeah, but I, uh, I was addicted. I spent a lot of money on that game. <laughs> In fact, I was thinking of starting a Golfers Anonymous game, like AA, in which we could all sit around and talk about how much we spent on it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I'm joining that club. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready for that one, John. Yeah. Well, John, you know, uh, just, just I mean, it's not football yet, you know, but I'm excited for the season, you know, again, you know, because there's a lot of teams out there going to surprise people. Yeah, there sure are. <laughs> it's going to be a lot. You been watching a little bit of basketball, John? Oh, yeah, I like that. I, uh, it's too bad the Suns didn't make it. So who's coming out of the East, John? Are we going to see Miami? Are we going to see Chicago? Are we going to see them old boys in, in Boston? I think all three of those. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then it'll go down to, uh, I, I, don't, I don't envision anybody stopping Miami, but they might. Well, let's hope somebody does. But uh, I yes, think Le- I agree with LeBron and the boys, they've got the talent for sure. Yeah. And, and you know, Boston, if they can get those guys out of the wheelchair – Get checked back up on his feet. They might have an opportunity too. Yeah, yeah, you might be right about that. Yeah, we'll we'll see. You know, like I say, I'm not sure. I'm not a Miami Heat fan, but you know, I'm I'm a Boston. You know, and Chicago. You know, so hopefully one of those two teams will beat Miami. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah, me too. Yeah, that'd be good, wouldn't it? Well, well John, um, I, I can't wait for you to call back in next week. But thanks for calling in. Okay, I will. I'll try. Hey, don't forget about me, John. You know you're my number one. Come on now. Okay. Hey, good talking. All right, good talking to you too, John. You take care. You too. Bye. Yeah, Jim John's a good guy. You know he calls in and we talk football and you know get you know ends and all. He's a big Cardinal fan. He's one of those fans that you know that's still a fan even though they lose it. You know. Well, you know I'm a good Missouri boy, so I saw the Cardinals all through their days in St. Louis, and I dealt with the. Listen to the Bidwells. Came yeah. out here in Arizona. I supported them for many years. So you got to hang with them. You got to be a homer. Yeah. 
Well, since we got you here, Jim, I'm going to use your talent today, you know. And like I said, we're going to sit here. You got to educate me, you know. I know a lot of people say, hey, you're a sports guy. You talk sports and like that. But there's some things you don't know. But one thing before we get started, I want to get, you know, uh, I know you as a great friend, you know. And we um, respect each other. And that's how we friendship respect each other. But for our young kids, you know, because I love to build with young kids. Like this one kid, Damien, when you get LAs and, you know, you're doing great things out there for kids, that motivates me, you know. And like you, well, you've seen how it is growing up with kids. What motivates you when you see kids, Duke? Well, I just, I started the game of golf when I was seven years old. I think it kept me focused. It gave me the ability to walk the course and talk to adults and 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 learn how to conversate with uh, other people rather than your peers. Uh, I think golf is a great game. I, I think Tiger Woods does a fantastic job with kids, and it's just wonderful that kids can have the opportunity, even if they don't have the financial backing, to actually go out and play a round of golf. Like John said, he kept talking about the money he spent on golf. And yes, it's expensive for adults, but we should allow our, our kids to do it inexpensively and show them the game and the courtesy of the game. I think it's very important. And, and you know, like you say, it's important. You know, I know it's, golf is more expensive than Kids trying to play football or basketball, you know, no programs, but it's it's a great game. I mean, it's like another sports thing where you learn discipline, you know, and respect for your other peers and adults. Am I right, Jim? And respect for the rules. You don't have an official out there. You call your own rules on yourself. It's it's just a, a fantastic sport. And some of those people that are listening to the show and watching uh, TV today, you're going to see a bunch of kids at Augusta, Georgia. Before the Masters Tournament, they have all the children out today playing on a par-3 course. So I've got that on recording, and I'm going to spend a lot of time this week, as many of the fans are, watching the Masters and seeing who's going to come out on top, who's going to get that green jacket. Well, you know what? Well, I know I got you here for the whole show, but we're going to still talk about let the listeners know what you got going on later. And it's very uh, what you got going on, like it, you know, the project you're going to put on and, and what you're doing, you know. You know, uh, open up your own barbecue and all that. So, you know, we'll talk about that a little later. But we got Robert Midget on the line. You there, Robert? I am, James. How are you, baby? I'm doing good. We got Jim in the studio, Robert. Jim. Jim who? Jim Holler. Jim, how are you, man? I'm great. Hi, Robert. How are you doing? I hear you talking about the kids, man. You get me all fired up. Well, go ahead and throw your input in. I'd love to hear from you, Robert. You know, when you call in, I see it, I just glow like, you know, because you know how we are. We talk, you know, and Jim, Robert, good friend. We play the college together. And t- t- go ahead, Midget. You know, I was just, uh, I, I came in came in on the back end of the conversation, and I heard Jim talking about uh, kids and, uh, and golfing and, and the, the, the cost of golfing. And I heard you say that it was a great game, and it teaches discipline and uh, respect for the rules. And if those two things aren't key for key life skills uh, I don't I can't name two other ones I mean uh, discipline and respect for the rules if you have those two things down you you've pretty much got the rules of life licked so um, I, I think that's a good I think it's good to get kids out early playing the game of golf 
Well, you're you're absolutely correct. And if you can learn to, that word cheat to me has has been something that I learned on the golf course that is just the worst thing in the world to do to other people and to have respect for. And you, you end up having respect for adults because the children play with adults and they understand respect for them, for the game, and for the rules. And they understand if they cheat, they will not be accepted into any of their peer groups. And I think it's very important. I agree. You know, Robert, and like you say, all sports, it can be football, basketball, baseball, like say golf, it's a form of discipline. And like you say, we could get the kids, the younger kids, you know, like kids that are doing great in school with their grades and so they know that, you know, because when I was coming up, you know, they didn't force your grades to, you know, to be good to play on these teams. They just want you to play. But now they're enforcing you got to have good grades to play. And that's what we need now, you know. That's exactly right. Uh, you know, it, no, no grades, no play. That's the way it was in my house. Mm-hmm. And, um that's the way it's going to be in my house with my kids as well. So, and that's a good thing. Like um, I talked, I had Chris uh, McMillan on last week, and he's a coach in um, Hawaii. And he was saying Hawaii got a different thing. The NCA might have you eligible, but Hawaii don't have you eligible if your grades ain't up to their standard. You know, is, is that the University of Hawaii or uh, the state of Hawaii? It was the state of Hawaii. He was at a uh, junior college. Oh, okay. I, I like that. You know, if if you get into a school, or if uh, you know you're in high school and you wanna you wanna play, whether you qualify for to to play somewhere else, if you're not qualifying where you are, you're not qualifying where you are. Period. So so let's pose a question. I know you two guys are football players, but the big question in the NBA right now is. These guys that are in for one year and then they're in the NBA. There's 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 a rule that want that many people want enforced that you come into the NBA, you gotta or you come into college, the NCAA, you gotta stay two years before you're out. Because if you're playing basketball, you can come into school. You don't even have to 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 go to classes because you know you're going to be picked up by the NBA. So so make them go two years or let them play out of high school. And and forget about the enforcement of the rules. You you know what, Robert, uh, Jim, I'm asking you that question. Let's take a break, and we'll come back and have you think about that question. You know that Jim had gave you, and maybe I might get in. But this is James Loving. Got my guest Jim in the studio, Jim Holland, and I got Robert Midget on the line. So we'll be right back with Loving That Sports Talk. flagship station for sports voice america sports do you love sports talk can't get enough sports talk have we got a show for you it's about the nfl training camps super bowl previews a look at the new starting quarterbacks and weekly key injuries we'll take your calls and emails right on the air Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Welcome to Inside the Trenches, everyone. An interactive show that is sweeping across the nation here on Voice America Sports. Simply with your host, 12-year pro football veteran. Yes, of course, the voice of America, R. Cal Trula. We're bringing it to you. The day starts at noon, and so does Inside the Trenches. 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, bringing you the ins and outs, letting you know what's going on in and around sports and also in and around your neck of the woods. So if you want to be on the show and you want to be a part of the show, simply go to InsideTheTrenches.com and let's make this thing happen for you the interactive show that is sweeping across the nation inside the trenches your show your internet flagship station for sports voice america sports You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, back host of Loving That Sports Talk. I got Jim Holland in the studio today. Jim? I posed a question, and it was it was to both you and and Robert James, and it was they call it one and done. These young young guys that come in the NCAA playing basketball, and and they're superstars, and they play one year and they're done. But realistically, if you look at what they're doing in school, they know that they don't really have to work because they're they're in the basketball season. Basketball's over now, so the the idea for the NBA, a lot of the players want it. Two years. It's a minimum of two years in the NBA or in the NCAAs before you go to the NBA. So, what do you think? Which way do you go? Go ahead, Robert. Well, uh, selfishly, I'm going to say that the that I would. I don't. I, I personally, I don't care for the rule, the one and done. However, I think it's good for uh, for basketball, for NCAA basketball. Now, a lot of people are going to disagree with me here but the reason i like it is you have your teams like vcu virginia commonwealth you have butler you have these second tier schools that get a chance to to compete with the big boys because the the star players are going to these bigger schools and they're only going to be there for one year they don't get a chance to uh build the chemistry uh, in the team environment, like a team like Butler or VCU, and even Michigan State uh, to a certain degree. Uh, uh, you see those schools, you have kids going uh, to school for at least three years, four years, and they build that chemistry, and they can compete in a uh, in a 
in a tournament like the NCAA tournament where you have to play against a team where you've only seen them practice uh, one day or maybe for a week. Uh, so personally, the, the one-and-done rule is I like to see it. I like the period that it, that it creates in college basketball. That's an interesting perspective. Well, you know my take on that. It goes either way because I know in football you can't do one year and done. I haven't seen it. Maybe I'm wrong, Midget. You got to go, I think, what, two, your junior year in football. Yeah, you have to be three years. Three years in football. But my thing is, you know, and I kind of like on either side, I mean both sides, because say if you go one year, you can go to the NBA or NFL and make all that money. Okay, but then you end up going to your junior, you get hurt where you can't play ever again. You see what I'm saying? So it goes both ways, you know. You go get the money now because it's all about getting the money, right? You go get the money now before you get hurt. I mean, look at the one player um, from Miami. Remember he played in the bowl game and tore his knee up? What was the running back name? That's, oh, that was uh, that's oh, Willis McGahee. Willis McGahee. And look what happened to him. He almost ended his career, you know. But, you know, I think, I mean, if you could go back or still get your education – it's fine. But if you're just going to go and play and not going to, you know, get your education, you know, it's not worth it, you know? So so let's do this. The NCAA, if you're going to bring a, a young man in on scholarship, he has the option to leave, but you must allow him to come back and pay for his other three years of education. Yeah, but what what kid will come back and pay, you know? No, no, they the the NCAA pays. Well, they're using him to make money. That's yeah. the whole idea behind sports in the NCAA is making money. So they guarantee him. You're in one year. You go to the NBA. We're going to pay you to come back and go to college because we'll pay for your scholarship. You, you're right. But exactly. As an athlete, gonna be like, where do I have time to go back to school? Am I right, Robert? <laughs> Especially when I'm a millionaire. Right. Where do yeah. I have the time? There's no. There's no time in there. I mean. They doing all these. If they're big side, they doing all these charity events, speaking engagement. That's no time. That's that's that's, that's one in five hundred. Remember, I know a guy named James Loving. He's always telling me, "No, I got to study today. I'm, I got my algebra. Yeah. I got to study." No, I, I think I think you're talking about that one in five hundred we always read about. Let's think about the other four ninety nine that came in, didn't really make an impact in the league, and they were out in a year, a year and a half. Hey, Jim, are you saying? That uh, if I go, I'm a I'm a basketball player. I go to school for one year. I get out. I get drafted. Uh, I sign a big contract. Things don't work out for me. What you're saying is the NCAA should honor my scholarship and pay for me to go back I, and finish. Exactly. That's what I want to do. Exactly. Okay. Um, that would be a a very nice gesture, and I would be all for that. If the athlete wanted to come back and go to school, I'd be all for that. The uh, one of the things that we don't know, however, is or what's not widely known is that uh, athletic scholarships are one year. So I could go to every year now at the University of Wyoming. I had to sign my scholarship yeah. again every year. Mm-hmm. So 
uh, there was a possibility, and I don't know how rare it is or how frequent it is, but there is a possibility where the university or the athletic department might decide that they don't want me at that university anymore, and they've, they've fulfilled their obligation of paying for that year. So uh, it just so, when, you, when we're talking about paying or the NCAA or the school should pay for these kids to come back and get their education, we just need to keep that in mind. These are one-year contracts. So, so what you're saying, Robert, is they're only getting a one-year? Um, that's not, okay, Wyoming. You know, I forgot about that. You have to re-sign your contract. Um, I forgot that, but that's not fair to that athlete, you know, because the school could just get rid of you and say, we're not giving you a scholarship, right? They could, On, yeah. on your play. But it shouldn't be right. It should be that because they give you that education, right? And that's what they say. We bring you for education, you know, but they could get rid of you and don't give you that scholarship that next year because they don't feel, you know, you'll be on the field, right? Absolutely. So what Jim was saying, if they should put in there that they got to pay for the athlete to get, you know, but... It's only a one year, each year, right? That that's correct. What I was saying is, uh, well, I agree with Jim. I think the schools should pay for athletes to come back or to stay in school to get a degree. But in order to do that, we have to make it widely known that the company, many of the companies, the uh, these these schools are uh, these, these are one year contracts, and what Jim is proposing is more like a four and sometimes a five-year contract versus the one contract that is, that's currently in place. Well, let, let's go to something. I just think, I think what we're talking about is we're talking about an entity. We're not, they're not interested that much in education. We're interested in making money and building a winning team. But these young men, if they're not one of the, I'm going to say one in 500, it's probably one in 5,000, that c- continues on and makes athletics a career, they need that education. So how are they going to get that? If, if they're one and done and they injure themselves in the NBA, yeah, well, they made, they made big money at one time. I don't think the NCAA is that interested in education. They're interested in an athletic program and, and the finances behind it is where I'm at with these guys. I wouldn't go so far. I, I agree with Jim as far as uh, the money goes. I, I can't say that they're not interested in education, but uh, it sure looks that way. <laughs> well, well, you know, Robert and, and Jim, we might well stop playing around with this. College, pro, everything. Now you even see Little League and what the little thing is all about money. Plain and simple, about making a dollar. Now, if they got to bring you in and say, hey, you'll get an education, how much do you sit there and go when they sit in your house and get that scholarship go, okay, I'm thinking about education, right? One, you think about them paying for you to go play at the school. Two, I'm going to play in the pros, right? So we need to stop kidding ourselves and saying, okay, it's going to be, it's always going to be about the dollar. How much money they're going to make for the school or how much they're going to make for the little league team to get there. Little league is so big now with little kids now, it's unbelievable. It's a nationwide, and it's all about making that. You got kids going all over playing the game, you know what I'm saying? But how much you see them care about education and that kid safety for injuries? I think those should be the two things. One, those kids' education, and two, injuries. These injuries are killing, you know? 
You guys agree? I'm quiet. Jim, I'm, I'm, Jim I'm, looking at me like I'm crazy. No, I'm, 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 I'm there with you. I'm right there with you. I, I, I can't disagree with that. I mean, that's just uh, common sense. Yeah, I think we, we're, we're so quiet, James, because we couldn't have said anything else to add to it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true, though, Rob. You know what I'm saying? Because we don't look at the one, like, injuries, you know? We get this injury. Like, look at when I was playing, I played baseball. I didn't play Little League, couldn't afford it, but... They they doing pitch count for these kids because they wearing these little kids' arms out, you know? You can only let them pitch so many times. Before, they would let these guys pitch. They want to win the game, you know? Hurt these kids' arms when they was 10, 11 years old. So when they get to be teenagers, their arms are gone, you know? Did these yep. coaches care about it? No, they care about winning. They don't know that was the best pitcher, you know what I'm saying? And, and we're making generalizations here. You, we all know that there's great coaches out there that care about the kids, and there's there's great universities that care about their the education. I mean, Joe Pot, Penn State. I mean, the, the man wants to win, but I believe he wants to educate his kids too. Lots of lear- lessons learned on the field. Um, I would just like to see these these uh, young players taken care of education wise too. But be that what it is, it, 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 the rules are there. Um, there's going to be some change in this this one and done. That there will be some changes made with that. You think so, Rob? Yeah, I think uh, I, I think there will be some changes made. Uh, I don't. Quite frankly, I think it's it's about the money. I think um, when you have a Butler and a VCU in the Final Four, uh, I don't think the majority of people watching the NCAA tournament has the same feeling that I have. Uh, I, I love seeing VCU and Butler in the Final yeah. Four, but I think the uh, the masses would rather have seen uh, Duke, Kentucky, Kansas, and and uh, UCLA all in the Final Four. And and the neck then the networks want to see that too for financial reasons. That's exactly right. And, and that's a good point. You said that because we're gonna take a break, but that was a good point, Rob, because. All they kept saying when I was here, and I ain't watched the game because I'm I was like you know one of those persons like oh this game gonna be you know I don't even know the team, but all they kept hearing after the game when I turned was like it was a boring game. That's not fair to VCU and Butler and all the ones that was in it, you know, that made it to that point because all we looking for is Kentucky, North Carolina, Duke, you know what I'm saying, and that's not fair to the smaller schools that did make it. But we're gonna take a break, and I got Jim Holler in the studio, and I got Robert. The Midge on the line. We will be right back with Jane Loving hosting Loving That Sports Talk. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Have we got a high-energy, all-access sports show for you? It's Outside the Huddle, starring Lemont Williams with co-host John Inglesby. Each week, join Lemont and John as they take callers, discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports, and sit down with active and former players to discuss their transition from sports to business. Outside the Huddle is a great resource for players making career transitions both on and off the field. Tune in Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific for Outside the Huddle on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Each week, take a visit inside the locker room of your favorite sport with Dez Clark, Paul Fresh Clark, and Lester Scudder Davis as they bring you sportsmanlike conduct. As a current player, Dez Clark can bring you inside the sports world like nobody can. His co-hosts represent the fans of the sports world. With both points of view on the table, it becomes an engaging and entertaining program to say the least. Sportsmanlike conduct can be heard Tuesdays, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is Jay Lumbeck, host of Loving That Sports Talk. And like I said, I got Jim Holland in the studio. I got Robert Mitchell on the phone. I forgot to give a shout-out to Sydney Stagg, uh, another student that's doing great in school. Um, like I said, I love to hear about these kids that's doing great out there, you know, keep doing good in school, keep up the good work, you know. Your parents love you, and, you know, that's a good thing for, you know, when kids do that, you know what I'm saying, guys? It just it just makes your heart out, and I love announcing it and, and getting them out there, let their names be known and what they're doing, and, like, you know, Damon, Sydney, keep doing what y'all doing. Now, back to what we was talking about, you know, and Robert, you brought up a good point with we want to see, like, Kentucky, Kansas, Duke, and North Carolina. And, and, and then, look, when I see the two teams that was playing, I'm like, oh, I'm not going to watch the game. Had no interest, you know. And, and is that fair to them, the teams? Is it, is it fair? No. But is it life and reality? Yes. So, I mean, yes, no, it's not fair. But you watch what you want to watch, James, and you decided you didn't want to watch that game because you didn't know who they were. Yeah. You know what, guys? Look at this. It's, it's the week of the Masters. I'm going to switch this over here. Let's, let's talk about Tiger Woods and, and how many people don't watch golf because Tiger's not playing well. It's the same kind of thing. You know, and, and – a lot of them are homers at that point because Tiger was playing so well and winning so many tournaments that everybody wanted to watch him. I tell you what, Tiger started doing poorly and didn't play in tournaments. What happened to the viewership? It went down. Let me go real quick, Robert. But I agree with you on that. Everybody, like, you know, you know, I'm not a golfer. Like I said, I, when Jim told me we'd talk about golf, I'm like, oh, that's good, you know, because I know anything. You know, I watch it, be playing it in a tournament this weekend, you know. But, you know, I look at it like you do. Like, everybody talk about Tiger, but he ain't never winning and ain't playing good. So, 
I don't even turn on just even look for him to hit, you know? So that's another thing that we doing what Jim was saying. I do agree with you on that, Jim. When we went off the air, me and Robert was talking about Jim not agreeing with you. <laughs> 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 right, Robert? We had Jim, what, we're like, Jim, what were you saying? <laughs> but it, that's true, though, right, Mitch? It, it is. Uh, you know, I'm on the other side of the spectrum when it comes to golf. Uh, I will watch it or tune in just to see what Tiger was doing. And if Tiger wasn't in it, I wasn't interested. Oh, that's so, that, Robert, that's exactly what I'm saying. The, yeah. the networks need him for financial reasons. And, and guys like you and, and one of James's uh, previous uh, guests, Chris, I was talking to him yesterday. Same thing. Tiger's not playing. I'm not watching. You know, so it's important for the game of golf for Tiger to be out there and playing well. Maybe not be winning every week, but be in the top five, the top eight. People want to see that, and people tune in. And, and again, it's TV revenues that drive these sports, and that's where the money comes from, and that's what rules. And as long as we can remember, we can remember that it's the money that rules, then I think we'll all just get along uh, a whole lot better. Uh, there won't be as much infighting as long as we know the rules. And we remember them. They may not be fair, but we got to remember it's the money that rules. So we all know the we all know what rules we play by. We play by them and, and go from there. That's the only that's the only thing I can say about it. Well, well, you know, Robert, you're right, and and that's the key. Where everybody don't know, it's like everybody thinks the love of the game, or what, but it's it's all about the money. And like I say, as long as we know the rules, that the money rule, then it's gonna be better. We're gonna people gonna understand sports better. You know, you'll see people like, I don't understand that, but it's the money that rules. You know, it's all the people that goes to the game and pay their high price ticket, pay their high price food, and, and for all what they buy at the state. That's what rules, you know what I'm saying? You know, it's not about no more loyalty in the, the game of sports no more. It's about what university can make money, bring in for a bowl game, what what pro team can be, you know what I'm saying, get all these people to come to the game and get to a playoff and make more money. That's what the key is, you know. As long as we know, like say, the rules, it's going to be okay. And it all hinges on TV. It's the TV yeah. revenue. You know, it's it's, and we can look at the 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 NFL right now. The owners, how worried can they be? They're going to make their TV yeah. revenue this year. Can you imagine that? Sign a contract where you don't have to play, and you still make your TV revenue. So mm-hmm. so it comes down to to revenue from TV in every sport, not at be it golf. Football, basketball, NASCAR, um, ice hockey, it's all TV revenue. It's all revenue based by the television. Jim, you don't notice, but uh, the last few weeks, man, you brought up that the whole football thing, the NFL. You, you know you're striking a chord between love and I right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, I'm, get on here, Miz. I'm not a billionaire. Get on here, Miz. Tell him, Miz. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, man. I'll let you get on. I'm going to sit back. You know, well, well, now, hold on. Uh, uh, quite frankly, uh, you know, James and I have been arguing about this back and forth. We don't agree on on this whole lockout thing. And uh, we both, well, the one thing we do agree on is we hope it, we hope it don't lock out. We hope they have a season this year. But, uh, but I'm more so on the player side and, and I think James is more so on the owner side. And, and when you say the owners are going to get their TV revenues this year, 
that just gets me all fired up. You know, they gonna get their they gonna get their revenues and hear these. Here, these players ain't gonna get anything, you know. But they Robert, get, they can even get guaranteed contracts, man. I just stated a fact. I didn't say I was on the billionaire side. I just stated a fact, and we were talking about TV revenue. That just makes me crazy. How do you write that into a contract? And you know what, Jeff? I'm on your side too, Jim. It's fact. But Robert, don't get me wrong. I all I said was the owners got there. I said just the the form, the players that. Not the former players, the retired ones, the ones, the active players now is not understand what the the retired players are going through. That's what I'm saying. So what I was saying was they need to think about they're gonna be retired. You know what I'm saying? Right now they plan, they act, they not think about the retired when they're gonna be in that spot. You know what I'm saying? That's what I mean. But I'm saying the owner got all this money, they're gonna win. They the players never gonna beat the owners in there. It's never gonna happen, Robert. How you gonna be somebody that's the fund in the stadium and got all my it's not gonna happen. Just because you're a player, but they the one pay your salary. Tell me, Robert, where, where I went wrong. No, I didn't say you went wrong. And you know what, James? I just want to say this. If I was sitting where you are right now, I think I had James in the head like that. <laughs> <laughs> you got me you got me fired up, Robert. See, I had to stand up. I'm I'm like counting ten. Woosa, woosa. <laughs> 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 I'm, a, I'm a karate kid on Jim over here, like, ooh, wax on, wax off. <laughs> he, he, he came into this this broadcast as my good friend. I don't know how we're going to walk out of this thing. <laughs> hey, Mitch, you know when we went to break, we was like, we do not agree with Jim. <laughs> well, I think one thing we can't agree on, though, is um, a little bit of barbecue. Yeah, 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 we can agree oh, on that. You know, you know what? You know, we gotta talk about that in the next segment. But Robert, Jim think he's the master cook. But anyway, back to Tiger. Um, since Tiger, is he ever gonna win another golf tournament? Well, let me tell you what Ian Poulter said. Ian Poulter, he's pretty, he's a pretty good golfer. He announced that Tiger won't be in the top five in this tournament. Tiger's response was, "I hope we're playing together on Saturday or Sunday." <laughs> That's what he said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tiger still got game. Is, is Tiger just emotionally erect now? I mean, his game just – normally you will come back from this sooner than what he has. What is – I mean, I mean, emotionally, I know being an athlete, things can make you go cuckoo. The game of golf is a little different. It is all between the temples. You're not running up and down the court. You're walking out there for five, six hours thinking about a shot. It's all between the temples, and right now he's he's messed up between the temples. Okay, can I add something to that? Go ahead, sure. go ahead Mitch. Yeah, I'm going to have you in the headlock when you get in the studio. <laughs> okay, now, Jim, you said golf is 90%. I'm throwing this in there now. You didn't say 90%, but I'm saying nine, golf is 90% mental, right? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go with that. 90 is a good number. Okay, now, we all know that Tiger is not doing – when Tiger was winning – Tiger was doing something to have his – he had his mental – that 90% was at 100% for him, or close to like 99%, right? Sure. Okay. Something happened, and he lost that 99%. He's probably somewhere in the 80, 85% range right now, right? Uh, sure. Just down, okay. get, take it down three points, four points, and your game's gone. Yeah, okay. Because these so, guys are so so prepared. So, so what I say is, Tiger got to go back to doing what, whatever he was doing. 
I, I want to go back to where he was Would that be a freak? <laughs> I'm just saying. Is that, is that what you said? You go back, you go back being a freak? I don't know what Tiger was doing. I'm just saying he needed to do to Come on. You, you know what Tiger was doing. Come on. You get it out. Go back to the beginning. <laughs> Man, you can get it out. Ain't nobody going to beep you on the show. Ain't nobody going to beep, freak. <laughs> you know, the funny thing, they, when, when Tiger started, when he got married, they said, oh, he's going to lose his game. I remember hearing Jack Nicholas say, oh, you know, when I got married, it was tough. It was tough living that new life. Tiger went through that. He went through those two babies. But all along, he was doing his side activity. You know, golf didn't turn him on. We know what did turn him on. Now, now he's 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 come out of the closet. What, what do you do? Uh, it's, it's a different closet. <laughs> well, <laughs> you got to go back in. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? I mean, it's like you say, anything with football, basketball. One thing that can mostly make your you know distract you, your game is done. Seriously. One thing emotionally that makes you thinking about, you know, your game is gone. You know, it's hard to come back from that emotionally, especially when it's got something to do in-house. You know what I'm saying? You know, some people, dad die older, you know, and that's, that's emotionally come back. You know, but you, you're dealing with your marriage, you know, that's, and your, your kids, that's tough on you. But I got to tell you, in sports, if it's not golf, and I wasn't a very good athlete other than golf or, or running, but it, if you're... You're not out there for six hours. If you're a tackle and you're you're in the NFL, you're you're out there doing your job, and and you don't have time to think. These guys have time to think walking down the fairway, and and that's the problem. Being able to focus. How can a person focus for six hours on a golf course? Look, He's losing a half a billion dollars. And I agree. That's like with any job. You don't bring your home life to your job. You can work in the office, and I know what you're saying. When you get on that field of play, it should be about that job, what you got to do, you know. And I always tell people, you know, don't bring your home life to your job. You forget about, you know, you play that role, you smile, act like, you know. But, you know, hey, some people can't do it. But we got to take another break, and when we come back, we got a lot of things to ask Midget, and then we're going to talk about Jim, what he got going on in his little venture. But... This is James Loving, host of Loving That Sports Talk. My guest, Jim Holland, studio, and Robert Mitchell in the phone. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. We some hard hitters. Some hard hitting radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard hitting radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. Network. 
Spin It with Chuck Foreman has a spin on so much that's going on. It will be hard to fit it all into the promo. We'll talk about the weekend games, what to look forward to, hot topics in the news, Spin It Old School, which gives a back-in-the-day approach from Chuck, a no-spin zone where Chuck gives an unbiased opinion and lets you do the same. Chuck will be taking us around town and around the world with news, happenings, and more. It's football, news, and happenings. Tune in for Spin It with Chuck Foreman, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, host of Love That Sports Talk, and I'm back with my guest Jim Holland in the studio and Robert Midge on the phone line. Midge, we were just talking, you know. What is Jim talking about, you know? <laughs> <laughs> why, do I, why do I always have to be the black sheep? <laughs> we, <laughs> well, well, he's not black, but, you know, we, we'll give that. <laughs> you know, Jim talking about he want to know Tiger. He want to be like Tiger. <laughs> you know, they used to say, be like, I want to be, be like, like Mike. Mike. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to be like Tiger. <laughs> he wants that closet, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Me, he won't go in that closet that Tiger came out. <laughs> He like Tiger. Did you close? Did you lock that closet? No, Jim. Like I'll be back. <laughs> hey, 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 Mid. Huh? You better hope it's the right closet. <laughs> yeah, you better hope it's the right one. Because you're going to be running out of that other one. He like what, Jim? He he went in that road closet. <laughs> he haven't been back out. <laughs> you, you see me running out of that closet. <laughs> hey, Mid. Jim. He, Jim went in the road closet. <laughs> we gonna leave him alone. <laughs> You'd see me running out of the closet with three sumo wrestlers behind me. <laughs> but anyway, you know, last <laughs> segment. But man, you know, you know, I always like to, you know, like in my last segment of my show, what we could do to tell kids out there. You know, you want to go first, Mitch? I'm gonna say the same thing I say all the time: stay in school, follow your dreams. Well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I, uh, James mentioned a little earlier that I'm going to South America. I'm starting a little gringo barbecue. And every morning and every evening, we're going to have a soup line out there because there's a lot of kids that we don't understand in America just don't have food and don't have a home. They live on the streets. So part of the my, my job is going to be to take care of those kids and have a happy little uh, gringo barbecue. 
And, you know, and that's why I wanted Jim to tell what he was going to do because I know how Jim cared about kids, and he'd been over there. And you know how when kids are starving, it's like over here in America, you know, we do things like my charity. We go help people that, you know, need food and all like that. And these kids didn't ask to come in the world, you know. And that's my thing is let's help them to build their self-esteem up and build everything up. And, you know, we can help them provide for them, like, you know, Jim was saying, soup line and, you know, like what you said, midgets, um, education, um, just just those type of things. And we could keep building in, you know, like we got these young kids that are calling and tell me, you know, Dame and Sydney, you know, what they're doing. That's what we I want to hear. And every day, if I can hear that, this makes the show. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Robert. Hey, hey, Jim, I wanted to ask you, man. Um, so you're going to open up a barbecue in, in, in Columbia. Um, what's going to be your specialty? Well, I, I, I'm from Missouri. You know, I'm a little old hillbilly. So I, I'm gonna, I it's going to be Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be Kansas City style barbecue. It's real sweet. They have no. They they don't have any spice down there. But it's going to be all gringo food. I, I've been practicing here. I got. I did a smoker, and I had uh, prime rib, and I had pork shoulder ribs, sausage, uh, uh, a big old hen. I'm going to cook. I'm just going to cook like my mom cooked for me when I was a little boy. And uh, it's wonderful food, and it's going to you know, provide a living for me and take care of a bunch of kids. That's great. So um, you kind of skirted around my uh, around my question, so you don't have a specialty. Huh? It, you, my specialty is what you like that's barbecue. If you like pork, that's my specialty. If you like apple cobbler, that's good. Cherry? That's good. I got the best cobblers going. I got great beans, coleslaw, potato salad. It's it's all great. It's just what you like best because that's my specialty. Also, oh, you could do some rhubarb too. I know they got that over there in Missouri. Huh? Oh, we grew that in the backyard. You betcha. <laughs> rhubarb cherry pie is what I do. What you know about that, man? You from Colorado, what? Detroit? You from yeah, Detroit? I'm from, I'm, from, I'm from Detroit, man. My wife don't ever let me forget it either. Anytime yeah. somebody do something crazy, you say they must be from Detroit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the thing out there in Detroit, they always say that girls got knife and they'll cut you. Is that true? <laughs> Is that true? No, that ain't true, man. I can't put that on my sisters from Detroit, man. Come on. Hey, man, you ain't got, you ain't got a lot of us now. Come out of that knife closet. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, back when I was growing up, it was a knife. Now they got, now they got some heat. They packing heat now. Oh, they packing heat. Okay, they packing heat now. Knives were that's 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 in the past, man. That's in the past. James yeah. James is showing his age again. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, bitch, go ahead before tell the listeners what you at where you at, Robin. What you do? I know they still, but still, every week we like to know. Tell them who you are, Mitch. I live in Denver, Colorado, and I uh, been working for an insurance company now for almost twenty years. And, uh, on what we call our uh, catastrophe team. And what I do is I go around, when, whenever we have disasters like hurricanes, earthquakes, that kind of stuff, um, uh, our company will go out and, and handle the claims for uh, for people that, were, that had damage to their homes. So that's, you know, plus me and Robert went to school together at the University of Wyoming. So, you know, um, Jim, I guess he the white sheep. Okay, so so James, you don't know anything about golf. I am going to make a prediction since it is the Masters week. Well, make it, make it. Phil Come Mickelson, on. I'm a homer. We're right here, and we're in Tempe, Arizona, looking out. I can almost see the golf course. Phil Mickelson, he's going to win by four strokes. That's big. I got Tiger. Who you got, Miss? 
You know, I'm gonna take the field. You gotta take and uh, field, take and field and tiger. I, I guess you gonna leave me with the field after that. Oh, you gonna take the field? Okay. <laughs> okay. That's, that's, you that's know, basically telling you guys I don't know who else. Right, is. right. You know, the field only got so many numbers: nine, eleven, twelve. You know, I know. Yeah, come on, man. We've been to Vegas. <laughs> so, me, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say there's gonna be it's gonna be an unknown. You know, a lot of people are betting that way. I'm, uh, I got to be a homer though. I'm, I'm a, I'm a Phil fan, and he's playing well. He's going to beat that ball, and if he can keep the ball in the fairway, he's going to have his fourth green jacket. Well, let's put it this way, man. If my pick win or your pick beat Jim, Jim got to make us some of that good specialty of his, and that's everything, right? He said everything, right? He said did he, he didn't answer what one thing. He said everything. Cobb, did he? So he got to make it all, right? He did. We got it on tape. I got it on tape. I heard it. You asked him, and he still didn't answer. He said everything, right, Jim? That's it. You can ta- <laughs> If you can read Spanish, you can get on my webpage and take a look-see, and you can pick your item. They're all good. That's it. I like some of those ribs. Hmm. Well, see, I was trying to give him say some ribs, man, but he never yeah. said the ribs. So I don't know, James. He might, he might like bank his ribs. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know either. He ain't cooked them for me yet, but I'm kind of like you, Miss. You know. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't say ribs specifically. You know, when you think barbecue, that's what you think is some ribs, yeah, right? Yeah, mm. rib, rib tips. You know, uh, <laughs> slab. I'm I'm getting hungry, <laughs> Mitch. What, Jim? How's your question? Certainly. What's your specialty? Ribs. <laughs> there you go. See? <laughs> how, how'd that work out? That was better. See? Hey, Miz. What's We're going to find out that closet heat coming out of you. Know? <laughs> that closet got some heat in it. <laughs> it's smoking hot. <laughs> you heard the thing of being a closet with those three sumo wrestlers. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's going to be one big closet. <laughs> well, you, well, you know what, Mitch, always, is, um, you've been on the show, it's, it's, it's good. You know, I love that. Um, like I say, we're going to do a big charity event in Chicago. Can't wait. Love to have you out there, Mitch. And, Jim, glad to have you in the studio. And, like I say, um, you're taking a good venture and you're doing great things for um, out there. And, I'm, hey, I, I, more congratulations to you, and I hope you succeed. It's been a fun hour. Robert? Man, I appreciate you having me on the field. It sure was nice talking to Jim. I'm to my field. <laughs> Jim, it sure was nice talking to you. Enjoy talking to you, We too. know who you're thinking about. <laughs> it's that doggone closet, man. <laughs> Stay out of those Denny's restaurants, whatever you do. Just go to a little upper-scale restaurant if you're going to do that th- closet thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Like I said, guys. Hey, this is another one. James Loving hosts 11 and Sports Talk with my guest Jim Holler in the studio and Robert Mitch on the line. See you next week. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.